0: Welcome to The Core here on American Family Radio. I'm Walker Wildman, glad to be with you today on this Wednesday edition of The Core. We'll take your calls last segment of the show today. We'll take your calls, so be on the, on the lookout or be on the, uh, have your ears open for the call uh, number in uh, the second segment of the show. I'll give that out. Uh, I was going to say be on the lookout, but, you know, this is radio. So what are you going to be looking out for? (laughs) I guess you need to be listening for the number to call in on the last segment of the show today on The Corb. Well, between now and then, we are going to have two special guests on the show. In the second segment, we're going to have on Macy Petty. She's with uh, Concerned Women for America and the Palmetto Family Council. She's originally from Tennessee, or at least she played uh, women's volleyball in the state of Tennessee. Uh, but right now, she presides in South Carolina, and she works uh, on various causes in the state of South Carolina. And one of the causes that she just championed is the Save Women Sports Act in the state of South Carolina that the governor just signed. So we'll talk with her. Uh, Macy Petty, we'll talk to her about that from the state of South Carolina. And then we'll talk to Tom Ness. He's uh, A- FCA uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes State Director in Minnesota. Talk about the work he's doing to train athletes to spread the gospel to inner-city youth. So we'll talk to Tom last segment of the show today. Well, uh, jumping into our scripture, which we do each day here on the show, Psalm chapter 25 is where we are this week. Psalm chapter 25. I want to look at verse 8 and uh, so on, 8, 9, and 10 today. Psalm chapter 25, verse 8 says, Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. So, uh, It's clear that uh, Scripture says that all things good come from the Lord. Everything that is good comes from the Lord, and uh, this this uh, passage here, Psalm chapter twenty-five, verse eight, reiterates that. Good and upright is the Lord; therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right, and teaches the humble his way. So, we're all. uh, The truth here is that we're all. Sinners, some of us redeemed, some of us um, saved, others not. Those who don't believe will not enter eternal life with the Father. That scripture is clear on that. Um, and so there's, we're all sinners, but there's those of us who believe and have faith in Jesus Christ for eternal life, and there's those that do not believe. They do not have faith. They do not have eternal life, at least yet, and uh, they're not justified uh, through the cross, through the blood of Jesus Christ. So we're all sinners, and we all need a Savior, and uh, we all need a Savior, and those of us who are born again, if you will, uh, we know we recognize that need. That's why we're born again, Uh, and those out there who are lost, I just want to challenge you. I want to encourage you Uh, that Scripture says in order to be saved, in order to be justified, in order to have eternal life, you must believe. You must believe in Jesus Christ for eternal salvation. You must believe that he is the Son of God and that he came as the replacement for you and me on the cross for our sins and our unrighteousness. Moving into some of the stories for today, we had that terrible terrible situation in Texas yesterday that uh, the story that developed over uh, the evening last night and this morning and we're still learning details but just to tell you what we do know, we do know that uh, 19 children and uh, two teachers have uh, been been killed in that uh, shooting in Texas. Uh, yesterday so he was uh, uh, that's the latest count uh, the latest number out of the state of texas and the town was called uvalde texas the school this was a school shooting in the state of texas yesterday the school was rob robb elementary school in uvalde texas and the gunman apparently went Uh, He was either already at his grandmother's house or he went to his grandmother's home and shot her first intentionally, uh, obviously. And then he traveled to the local school, which he at one point was a student of. uh, If he wasn't currently, he was 18 years old. And he went to the school and then shot the students and the children and got in a in a firefight with law enforcement and was uh, fatally shot by law enforcement at the scene there uh, not long after he arrived on the school campus. And so this is just absolutely heart-wrenching, terrible. You know, what do you say? What do you say? And uh, there's a lot of noise out there, as there typically is when crises occur. There's a lot of noise out there. A lot of politicking going on and it's pretty pretty disgusting and you know not to say that there there aren't things that can be done from a political or policy or lawmaking standpoint you know there are probably some pretty common sense things that could be done and there's i think there's a time for that for that discussion but the reality is that the cold, dark reality is that evil exists in this world. And for, for you and I, and hopefully most of our listening audience are, are Bible-believing Christians, for you and I to make that statement that evil exists in the world, it's like, well, duh, Walker. You know, why are you reiterating that? Well, Much of our society, and even some within the the body of Christ, don't firmly believe that evil exists in the world, and and some uh, have a hard time recognizing and and sorting through spiritual warfare. You know, you you uh, read—I'm studying the book of Matthew now at my church—and you read just a couple, a chapter or two in, and you have Jesus casting out demons from people. You have Jesus casting out demons. It was pretty frequent that Jesus would be approached with someone who was demon possessed or someone who knew someone who was demon possessed, and Jesus was casting out demons. Um, we have the Holy Spirit because there's spiritual warfare out there. There are, there are godly forces at play in the spiritual realm, and there are ungodly evil forces at play uh, in the spiritual realm. Scripture makes that abundantly clear. And so if evil exists, which it does, and we're all born into sin with, 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 a, with a tendency towards disobeying God ever since the fall in the garden— then we're all in desperate need of redemption. We're all in desperate need of redemption. And in this society, we have, not only have we, as a society, thumbed our nose at God, we've told God that you're not welcomed in our classrooms. We've told God that you're not welcomed in our government. We've booed God. I'm talking broadly here as a society, collective we've you know our our different courts have said god doesn't belong in government god doesn't belong in certain parts of society and if you want to hone this in at a more personal level at times we've as a society or as families as individuals we've told god we don't need him we've denied his existence our families uh, in many cases are just broken down. You know, look at the divorce rate in this country. Look at the divorce rate amongst the church. The divorce rate amongst people who verbally profess to believe in Jesus Christ for eternal life, it's, it's, it's nearly, it nearly matches the rate of divorce amongst people who don't profess Jesus Christ. We have a society that's become accustomed to um, the murder, the slaughter of innocent babies in the womb since the 1970s. I mean, it's become commonplace in America to allow women to go and have their babies killed in the name of women's rights or abortion or whatever talking point you want to use. The reality is, is that We've become numb to that. It's just another political topic. And then you have the 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 uh, encouragement of out of wedlock births. You have the incentivizing of fatherlessness, meaning you know the government will pay more if you don't have dad at home. The government will pay more if you have more kids out of wedlock. You're, you're incentivized to do that type of behavior and to have that kind of outcome. And so we got all these all these ills but it all roots back down to the sin nature of man and so i say all that to say that there may be some some uh government action in some circumstances that can prevent or mitigate atrocities like this and 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 government is is set up by god to protect the innocent and punish evil that's that's clear in the, in the book of romans that government exists to protect the vulnerable to protect the innocent i.e. young children and to punish those who promote and who do evil so it is the role of government to intervene when appropriate, to protect the uh, innocent, such as young children trying to go to school. And so there's definitely a place for that, absolutely. But I think where this starts, where it must begin, and where we must not lose sight as we look for all these political answers, what we must not lose sight of is that in this country, Christians must continue to uplift and to promote God's design for family, God's design for family, for family to, be, to, to consist of one man, one woman, mom and dad, father and mother, married within the, within the sacred confines of marriage, then uh, uh, raising children, having children, raising children, raising them to respect authority, to respect others, to respect human life. And to obey God's commands. And from that, we can begin to heal this country and we can begin to actually make a meaningful impact uh, towards uh, making this country a better place to live. And if you just read the Star Tribune today, published a pretty extensive backgrounder of this gunman. And he was very disturbed very disturbed clearly um, but you look at his background his family life the lack thereof he, he came from a very very broken home life he was very disturbed there was there were indicated indications of this throughout his childhood he was bullied He didn't have mom and dad at home. So look, we got to get back to the basics. We got to do what God says. And God says we need mom and dad at home. We need to love and nurture our children and raise them in the fear and admonition of the Lord. That's our first stepping stone. Then we can explore other solutions.
1: David, the son of Jesse, just an ordinary giant slayer. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. David's battle with Goliath is an epic drama where the little boy stands in God's power to conquer the Philistine giant. David didn't awaken that morning expecting to slay a giant. He didn't stroll in with an entourage after a rugged mountain range training camp like Rocky and Rocky IV. He was just a regular kid bringing his brothers lunch, but fully confident in God's immeasurable power. Though he saw Goliath, David never acknowledged him as a giant saying, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who dared defy the Lord of hosts? When regular people are fully persuaded, fully confident in God's power, giants fall. Listen each weekday
2: from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association.
3: This is raising Godly the girls minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. As some parents struggle to get their girl to open up emotionally, other parents are desperate to get their girls to zip it. I'm talking about the oversharers. While being vulnerable is an incredible part of building healthy relationships, it's important to help her set appropriate boundaries around when and where and to whom she divulges her innermost thoughts and feelings. Public oversharing, like on a blog or a social media account, could be dangerous if proper safety measures aren't taken. In biblical terms, guard her heart. If your girl is gifted with the ability to share her emotions, don't stifle it. Instead, redirect her desire to overshare. Seek out ways to take the oversharing offline and direct her to personal reflection and conversations instead. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com
2: In a world where no one can tell us no, To this day, every human being born on this planet is the product of a male and a female. That's the way God set it up. God created us in His image. A place where Facebook and YouTube have no control.
0: I think the command in Scripture relative to men and women is not mainly women sit down, but men stand up, act like men. Lead as you're supposed to.
2: A place where we can no longer be canceled. When the Scripture speaks, God speaks. And if you understand that rightly, then everything else simply falls into place. The American Family Association presents the AFA Streaming Platform. Just visit streaming.afa.net for the latest films, documentaries, and AFA original productions. You'll even find videos from some of your favorite talk shows. All you have to do is create a free account at streaming.afa.net. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio.
4: We will serve you, Lord, lifting holy hands in worship. We will not bow down to the gods of man. We will worship the God of Israel, You for You are holy, holy. There is no. Don't
0: Welcome back to the core here on American Family Radio. This is Worship Wednesday, and that song there was performed, uh, recorded live, and in, in Jerusalem at the near the Tower of David. The song there is "You Are Holy," and that was performed and sung by Joshua Aaron and Messianic Worship uh, here on the core on American Family radio well i want to introduce our guest i told you we were going to have her own last segment we have on the line with us macy Petty. she's from the serves with the uh, palmetto family council there in the state of south carolina mm-hmm. hey macy thank you for coming on afa at the core
3: hi thank you so much for having me
0: absolutely so we're going to talk about uh, one of the uh, pieces of legislation that was just signed by the governor which is excellent news but Tell our audience a little bit about your sports background in Tennessee and South Carolina.
3: Absolutely, yes. Thank you. Uh, so I have been playing volleyball since I was in elementary school. I absolutely love the sport, fell in love with it really early, and really have stuck through it through my life. Um, I have the amazing opportunity to be an NCAA athlete in Tennessee, so that's where I'm currently playing collegiate volleyball. I am on scholarship, so it's paying for my college, which is a wonderful opportunity. I'm so thankful for it. Um, but that's, that's how I got to where I am today. And because of that, I've had the opportunity to speak on behalf of bills like this, both in South Carolina and in Tennessee.
0: Excellent. And so, uh, tell our audience, uh, that the governor there, uh, we, we passed a similar bill in Mississippi last year and a couple other States, but, uh, South Carolina governor just signed the save women's sports act. So tell us a little bit about that bill and, and, and why it's necessary.
3: Absolutely. Yes, sir. So, the Save Women's Sports bill, um, it has gone through the House three times and finally made it through to the governor's desk where uh, Mr. Henry McMaster signed it himself. So, this bill is here to protect the dignity of women's sports. And um, it it solidifies that if you're born male, you should play men's sports. And if you're born woman, you should play women's sports. Um, and there's, there's a lot that goes into this, um, but basically it breaks back down to why these sports are separated in the first place, and, and that is to protect women. So I'm very grateful that um, Mr. McMaster signed this bill. Uh, I know that he had a lot of hate coming this way, but ultimately he stood up for truth and all of the women here in South Carolina, um, and he heard us, and he, he chose to protect us in the sports.
0: Yeah, this is excellent news, Macy. And there is a lot of pushback. There's a lot of hate out there. And you know, this is this is further uh, confirmation, though, that you guys and 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 AFA and others that are involved in this arena are doing the right thing, um, because it, it's it's so you know they talk about equality, they talk about fairness, um, but the the, the the most unfair thing is when you allow a biological man who is scientifically biologically designed differently by our creator god just like women are designed and created differently by our creator um it's 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 one of the most unfair and unjust things to allow the man uh to go jump over into a sport that's not his sport uh and steal the trophies Mm -hmm. and the scholarships and the medals uh from from true uh genuine women it's the most anti-feminist thing you can do so Uh, Macy, I appreciate you fighting back and I'll give you the last word just to, uh, close out the topic and tell our audience, um, uh, did you face any pushback there in South Carolina?
3: We have, yes, sir. It was, it was really hard getting this bill through. Um, there are people who are, you know, prioritizing feelings over facts and biology in volleyball. Uh, the men's net is seven inches higher than a woman's net. And so uh, those seven inches are there for a reason, and that's pure biology. Like you said, our creator created us differently, and our sports reflect that. Um, but there are people who are elevating their feelings over this, and ultimately, uh, women and girls are the ones who will face the penalties for this. Um, so I am very grateful for our state and their protections over us, and uh, for all the women and girls who have had the courage to speak up against it, uh, despite all of the pushback, because um, it is, it is a, very needed.
0: Amen. All right, Macy, thank you so much for coming on the core, and please continue fighting for what's right there in South Carolina.
3: Thank you so much. I appreciate
0: it. All right, that was Macy Pettit from the Palmetto Family Council there in the state of South Carolina. So good people doing good things across the country, and that's uh, w- one reason of many for us to be encouraged today uh, that we do have lawmakers and we do have governors in this country who believe in right and wrong, and they believe in upholding god's design for human sexuality. So good news there in South Carolina. Well, uh jumping back into some other news items. The I ran some numbers, you know, um I I I do think it's it is appropriate to discuss, you know, can tragedies like what happened in Texas and what has happened so many times in this country, uh can they be prevented? And 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 it's it's also helpful to remember that you can have laws on the books, you can have policies, you can have protocol in place, um, and all those things can be used for good. Um, but if they're not followed or if they're breached, what do you do? What do you do? And uh, I haven't read extensively as far as what this school and what their security protocol was, but they did have a program in place. They did have a security program in place. How robust it was, I don't know. I'm sure that'll come out in the in the coming days. Um, but it, that's, that's, that's important to, to, to be reminded of as, as people are you know, saying, "We need to pass this law and we need to pass that law, folks, if uh, first off, criminals don't follow the law, that's why they're criminals. Criminals don't follow the law. That's why they're criminals. And so to think that we can just you know slap a bill through Congress, and that all of a sudden all the evil in the world's going to you know fall to the wayside. That's a joke. That's a joke and that's an insult to human history. Really, is what it is. If it was that easy then we would have figured this thing out before. But one uh one one thing that I did look into is and I've been interested in is is the the the, the topic of armed uh officers at our schools. And this is this is pretty common. Pretty popular. A lot of schools have these school resource officers, these SROs. Many of them are, are active, uh, are current law enforcement, or retired law enforcement. And um, their job is to protect the school. Their job is to protect the school. And so this is this is a pretty common occurrence nowadays. Well, uh, Senator Chris Murphy gave this speech uh, last evening, yesterday evening, on the Senate floor. Uh, you know, talking about how we need gun control, and we need this, and we need that, and we've got to act now. Uh, but one thing he said we shouldn't do is he said we do not need school personnel to be armed for classroom defense, meaning we don't need teachers, uh, we don't need other school personnel armed for uh, self-defense. And here's here's uh, uh, specifically what he said. He said... As we look uh, for as we look for solution, as we look for solution, this is important, he says, Senator Murphy, because over and over, from Parkland to El Paso to Dayton to Avondale, armed personnel on site couldn't stop mass shooters who only needed minutes for mass slaughter. "End quote." Well, that really defies what experts have recommended and what experts have put in place across the country there's been multiple uh, investigations, commissions, and reports. Uh, one of them was done in uh, 2018, in December of 2018, uh, a, a couple months after the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School shooting in Parkland, Florida. Uh, there was a commission set up to investigate, you know, how can we prevent these things from happening in the future? And that commission actually voted in a, uh, in uh, Parkland, Florida, they voted 13 to one in favor of arming teachers for classroom defense. I mean, this is this is not a you know a conservative red area. This is Broward County. This is Parkland, Florida, and 13 to one they voted in favor of arming teachers for classroom defense. This commission did. There was an earlier report from uh, Pinellas County Sheriff Bob Gulteri. He was the lead investigator into the shooting um, of Parkland as well. Same same shooting, but different you know investigation, different commission. And he said that the Parkland attack had changed his views on armed teachers. He went from opposing the idea to supporting it. He noted that people quote people need to keep an open mind to it as a reality that is is that if someone else in that school had a gun. It could have saved kids a life, so I'm not sure where uh, Pinellas County is. So, Bobby, will you look that up, Pinellas County? I don't think it's I don't think it's in Florida, but he's a sheriff. Uh, it is in Florida. It, it, he's a sheriff that looked at what the commission did in, in Broward County and Parkland, Florida, and said, "I agree with them. We need we need to keep an open mind about having armed, uh, uh, trained personnel at our schools." And so, I ran the. Around the numbers on, you know, what 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 kind of money you got? Something, Bobby.
2: Yeah, it's uh, on the uh, the Gulf Coast, just south of uh, Tampa, St. Pete area. It's uh, basically its seat of the county is Clearwater, and its largest city is St. Petersburg.
0: Gotcha. So, a Florida Sheriff agreed with the commission uh, there in Parkland, Florida, that armed personnel on campus can be used to deter shooters. Well. I ran the numbers on, you know, what it would take to have armed personnel at every public school in the country. I'm talking trained, law enforcement, armed, uh, ready to defend our, our the most innocent and vulnerable among us, our little children. And so we we sent forty billion to Ukraine, and you guys know how I feel about that. I've talked about it over and over again. Well, let's just say hypothetically, you take forty billion and instead of sending it to Ukraine or maybe we send it to Ukraine, and then we send it domestically as well. but let's just say Congress authorized forty billion remember remember the the annual budget's over well over one trillion, all right, well over one trillion if Congress authorized $40 billion annually to be used to hire school resource officers at the nearly 10,000, I'm sorry, 100,000, at the nearly 100,000 public schools in this country. Each public school of the nearly 100,000 public schools, each public school would have a budget, an annual budget of $400,000 to hire school resource officers. And that just gives you uh, a, a a real glimpse at, at what, what money can actually do in some circumstances and how money and, and congressional funds can actually be used for good. So if Congress sent $40 billion once a year, passed a bill to send $40 billion to states, so that they could distribute those funds to school districts, to hire school resource officers. Each school could have $400,000 per school district uh, to hire school resource officers, uh, armed officers, to patrol their campuses and fend off any threats uh, on those campuses. So that just shows you how far $40 billion can go. Um, And, you know, I've seen the statements out there that, there's a lot of truth to them that say, you know, we have, we have armed guards at our jewelry stores. We have armed guards at our U.S. Capitol. We have armed guards at our airports. We have armed guards surrounding the president. We have armed guards at our malls. You know, our children are infinitely more valuable than our possessions. Our children are infinitely more valuable than jewelry then clothing or whatever asset is being protected. Our children are the most precious and vulnerable among us. And as a society, we should be do- willing to do um, nearly anything to protect uh, our children. And if that means having armed school resource officers at every school in this country, beefing up security at our schools, then let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's, let's, uh, if we're going to spend money, if we're going to print money, let's put it towards something that can actually make a difference. AFA at the core, I'm Walker Wildman. We're going to have another guest on with us next segment, Tom Ness from Minnesota FCA. You're going to want to hear that interview. Stay tuned.
2: What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA aims to evangelize the lost and disciple the believer. AFA aims to strengthen biblical marriages and equip parents to raise godly children. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation
1: AmericanPastorsNetwork.org.
2: When this mom ended a bad relationship, she found out she was pregnant. After the father told her to get an abortion, Julia was confused and didn't know what to do or who to talk to.
1: I just knew that if I got an abortion, a part of me would be broken.
2: Julia was referred to a pre-born center where she was counseled and supported with the strength she needed to choose life.
1: I couldn't imagine my life without him. Because of them, he's here. We're going to get through it, and it's going to be okay.
2: Preborn centers provide hope, love, free ultrasounds, and the gospel in action to moms like Julia. To find out more about the ministry of Preborn, visit them online at preborn.com. Again, that's preborn.com. Or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say the keyword baby. Your love can save a life. Here's Steve Russo with Real Answers. Stop for just a moment and let these verses from God's Word soak in. Romans 10, 13. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. If we sincerely ask Christ to come into our lives, He will. That's all that God has ever asked any sinner to do. God asks us to come to Him in simple and humble faith. Then we are born into God's family through the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. This is great news that needs to be shared with everyone we know. But you can't share something that you don't have. If you have never received Christ as your Savior and Lord, why not do so now? It's the most important choice you'll ever make. For real answers to real issues, log on to Steve's website, www.realanswers.com. AFA at the core podcasts are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the core on American Family Radio.
0: Welcome back to the core here on American Family Radio. Glad to have you with us on the show today. Well, we try to bring in guests. We try to bring in individuals that are making an impact in their state, and their community. And so we have on with us now Tom Ness. Tom is State Director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes there in the state of Minnesota. Uh, Tom, wel- welcome to the core. Glad you're on our network here. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. Well, Tom, uh, tell, our, tell our audience a little bit about your work uh, there in Minnesota. How long have you been with the FCA and, and, and your background in sports?
1: Well, I've been with FCA about nine years, but really FCA was the administrative impact to me back when I was in, in college. And so FCA has been a part of my life, part of my family's life for, for, for many years. And uh, our, our vision, we want to see the world transformed by Jesus Christ to the influence the coaches And athletes, Hmm. and uh, I, I played sports, but I also got into coaching, and I began to realize the influence of a coach, and that's what uh, led me to FCA and minister through sports.
0: Well, what's the uh, what's the in your nine years working with FCA, what's been your experience as far as schools and students welcoming FCA into into the classroom or into the school?
1: there's certainly been a, you know, a variety of different responses, but we've been found very welcome. People have, uh, have uh, really been welcoming to FCN on most campuses. And uh, uh, I don't know if it's just uh, the sport is such a prevalent part of our society, our culture, but uh, for the most part, we find a lot of openness to being on campuses.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of uh, Tom, there's a lot of, life lessons and biblical lessons that can be learned through sports you talk about winning and losing and you know how to how to fellowship and and uh and and be in fellowship with other people uh some of which you may not see eye to eye on um what is uh what what, what's what's an average week or month at at fca in minnesota look like as far as you know your staff there and some of the main things that you guys are focused on as it relates to projects
1: Yeah, that's an interesting question, but uh, ministry happens people to people, right? And so our staff, uh, we really are wanting to multiply ourselves. And so a big part of the week is is engaging, building relationships, general relationships with coaches, uh, encouraging their, you know, sharing the gospel with them, uh, really then helping them to equip or equipping them to really uh, impact their team, their campus. And so we engage a group and really empower them to get out and to make a difference within their team and campus. And so our staff are are really coming alongside and discipling and mentoring coaches spiritually.
0: You know, I'm looking at your website, uh, Tom, and you you mentioned during the break that you guys got, uh, before uh, COVID and all the craziness that that involved, you guys had about 275 uh, campuses or schools that were, that had FCA groups. Now you guys are at about 200. But you know, it's pretty impressive for a state like Minnesota uh, to have, you know, nearly 200 school groups involved uh, for our FCA meetings. So good, good for you guys. Hey, Tom, thank you so much for coming on the core, and I pray you'll continue to share the gospel and disciple youth there in Minnesota. Well, thank you. All right, that's Tom Ness from Minnesota FCA. Hey, looking on their website, by the way, uh, if you want to go to their website, it's just minnesotafca.org. We'll also link to that on our podcast page at AFR.net on the core podcast page. But MinnesotaFCA.org, you click on the active huddles, which a huddle is just a school group, uh, and a local organized FCA group at the at the campus level, which I was a part of when I was in high school. Um, and you can go through here and just look at all the, all the youth that are heading up. They're the contacts uh, for their local FCA group. So if you live in the state of Minnesota, I know we've got a couple stations there. Uh, you can uh, look look for your local school and uh, and get connected there with FCA in the state of Minnesota. Well, uh, moving on to a few other topics. I've got to play this clip. I've had it in the hopper. And by the way, we are going to take your calls, 877-616-2396, 877-616-2396. 616 is not the number to call in. <laughs> we had our emphasis day. If you want to donate... <laughs> Yeah, if you want to donate, you can call that number, although the line's probably not active. Nobody's going to answer it. But uh, that's our Shareathon number, folks. That's our Shareathon number. And, you know, if Jim Stanley's listening, he's going to be proud of me because that's how much he's hammered that Amen. number in my brain <laughs> that I uh, repeat it uh, without even thinking.
2: <laughs> the student has become the master.
0: Look, we got a call, and I ain't even giving out the number. These folks got, got me in the in their call log in their contact look, 888-589-8840. This is the number to call in, 888-589-8840. 888 is the number to call in to the core. We'll be glad to take your questions, comments uh, about topics we've been discussing on the show today. Once again, that number to call in is 888 589 8840 Richard will pick up your call uh, and pipe you in the system and we'll be glad to get to it here in just a few minutes. But Marriage Family Life Conference 2022, it's coming up in July. We are reopening registration just for about a week here. We're going to reopen registration starting today and ending at 11:59 p.m., so right before midnight on uh May 31st. Uh we are going to open registration starting today Uh, open backup registration for the marriage family life conference so if you procrastinated and you missed the window well we're 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 extending an olive branch we are reopening registration for you uh, but you need to take advantage of it all right you need to take advantage of it and register for our annual conference here in tupelo mississippi july 7th through the 9th is the date of the conference or the dates of the conference this is our third annual mfl conference we're going to have it here at our local Conference Center, and uh, the costs are very affordable, $70 per adult and $35 per child. Of course, any child under three or under four, rather, is free. You can go to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net, and click on the Register Now button. So we're reopening registration just for a couple days for our annual conference, July 7th through 9th. So go there, do that and we look forward to seeing you there at our conference 888-589-8840 is the number to call in uh to the core if you want to um, make a comment or ask a question here on the show uh let's see we'll go to uh we'll go to Karen in uh, the state of Texas hey Karen welcome to the core
5: hi walker how are you today
0: hey Karen i'm i'm having a pretty decent day thank you for calling in
5: uh, well, turn I'm your radio good. down please. I like, I like oh, I'm I can, not on the radio. Oh, I'm I could hear oh, myself okay. in the background somehow. Okay. Well, um I just wanted to ask you, Walker, I didn't know who else to call because I'm thinking you were a part of this. Um on 'cause I'm not the AFA journal, the, the stand mm-hmm. uh, now that we have. On that the twenty two the dirty dozen list, it, it was talking about the can Camps, and I don't remember Walker. Did you tell me that you had attended those as a child, or we've had a speaker on from them?
0: yeah, uh, you're you're talking about the Kencut camps, yes, mm-hmm.
5: and either I could have heard it um from you or either you attended or we've had the speaker can you yeah. tell me about that? i'm just curious well I'll, you I'll know
0: you. you know just to be honest with you uh karen I, i'm not i'm not intimately involved or have details on that for you i know in general the camp you're talking about uh, but i just don't have enough uh to give you on that but w- what we'll do here is we'll put you on hold and we'll get your information and richard our call screener uh, we'll uh, be glad to get you any any answers you need as it relates to that camp and possibly some articles we've run on it, our guests we've had here on the network. Uh, moving to the state of Texas, uh, going to Yvonne in Texas. Hey, Yvonne, welcome to the Corps.
5: Hey, how's it going?
0: You're going pretty well today. Thank you so much for calling in. What's on your mind?
5: Well, I just wanted to let everybody know to not take it make it so political like like Biden and them do, you know, with it being a gun, because I live in Belton, Texas, which is just about an hour north of Austin, and we had a murder a couple weeks ago from two boys. Uh, One was from a local school district next to us, and he had gotten another boy at our high school and caught him in the bathroom and stabbed him with a knife, so it's not... A gun issue it's not a knife issue it's a heart issue like you guys have always said hmm. it's a heart not the thing in their hands.
0: Amen. man that's uh, so tr- so true there Yvonne thank you so much for calling in from Texas it is a heart issue it's a heart issue and if if we're not willing to talk about that and we're not willing to address it uh, then we, we, we cannot expect for there to be some type of improvement or resolve as it relates to uh, all kinds of issues, this is not just isolated to school shootings. As As Yvonne just mentioned, there was a stabbing in Texas uh, last week, about an hour away from where uh, from where the school shooting took place yesterday. Uh, you know, every week in our major cities, dozens are shot. You know, there's multiple deaths. It's almost like a war zone in Chicago, uh, statistically speaking. Um, so sin, you know, sin the sin issue, the heart issue affects. Uh, our society and our families in so many different areas. So we can't. We gotta, you know, think more broadly here as it relates to uh, how to address the the issue of sin and the issue of a broken heart. Uh, we'll go to back to Texas. A lot, a lot of Texas callers and talk to Donna. Hey, Donna, welcome to the core.
5: Hi. Thank you for having me. And um, just want to say my my prayers go out to. All families, regardless whether it's Texas or anywhere, who's lost a loved one mm. in such hate. But my suggestion, and I haven't heard this from either a television or even the radio, uh, in addition to the SROs, um, our technology is that if we can have the ring and other forms of uh, facial recognition. Why can't the schools put a special room and have video surrounding the exterior as well as inside the classroom so that the doors can be immediately locked as long as when the SRO sees a stranger or someone like him with a gun that exterior door could have been locked in
0: seconds. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, uh, Donna, beefing up the uh, beefing up the perimeter, beefing up the technology, and, and hardening uh, the facility uh, should absolutely be on the table. It should absolutely be on the table. I mean, you go to federal buildings; they're beefed up. They got bulletproof glass. They got camera systems all over the place. Uh, so the same measures, you know, that we take on other facilities, uh, should for sure be on the table. Uh, for protecting young children on our school campuses. Um, very good point there. Hey, if you want to call into the core, we're taking calls. We've got just a couple minutes left. 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840 is the number to call into the Corps. We'll be glad to take your question, take your comments uh, here on the show. 888-589-8840 is the number to call in Uh, We'll go back to Texas. It's a Lone star day and talk to Mark. Hey, Mark, welcome to the show.
4: Yes, sir. Good afternoon. Uh, We have called you before, uh, and I have two things to say. On the fatherlessness issue, um, um, the social pathologies that we see in our society now can be attributable to lack of parental presence, father presence, and as we know, this 18-year-old who is shot 18 or killed 18 children in Ovalde Um, is just one of those uh, evidence Mm. Um, and then in terms of uh, politicizing this shooting I hope no one in the government will uh, blame white supremacy in this case Uh, it's not white supremacy I think I don't think white supremacy is a problem in the United States Mm. I'm from the Philippines but I do not see that as a problem I, uh, in fact, prospered in your country better than if if I stayed in my country. Mm. So, yeah, it's not white supremacy. I think we just poor policies, such as, you know, when government encourages. Yeah. No father presence before uh, a single parent can get doll out. Uh, that encourages fatherlessness mm. there. So, anyway. Amen. Uh, those are the two main things I want to say. I have a lot to say more, but I know there are other people who want to call on your show. Uh you're doing a great job Walker and I listen to you all the time.
0: All right Mark appreciate it brother glad Thanks. you called in there from the state of Texas. You know he's right. Uh we've got a we've got a sin supremacy issue. We've got a sin supremacy issue where sin is supreme in some people's lives where wickedness is just eating away at people and uh I mean this is this is so in our face folks. This is so in our face. You look at, at the depression rates, you look at the suicide rates, you look at the, the, the opioid epidemic, you look at the, the fentanyl overdoses. We've covered it all here on the show. Our society is being eaten away by evil, by wickedness. We cannot deny the role of spiritual warfare. We cannot deny the role of Satan. And his forces on our country on our society and so we've got to focus i want to encourage you to focus on your self focus on your family focus on your local community on your church on your neighbors and let's raise up a generation and create a generation that respects and values human life and protects and values and shields the most vulnerable among us, not only our unborn babies, but our young children in society. Let's protect them and let's promote that which is good.
2: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.